Welcome to Fort Graham and Gold. Just kidding. We're not going to do all that. But it is a new day here for the Fort Drammers. So grab a glass, put the game on mute, and take a listen. Let's do this. Welcome to Fort Ram and Gold. As you can see, we are trying something new, but we're going to bring the same passion and our same energy to looking like dumbasses, as you can see. Uh, I can't even take it serious right now, man. (laughs) I know. Uh, Believe it or not, this is a whiskey sports podcast, and we will get into all that and what we're trying here in a second. But may I introduce to you my good friend, as always, Dick. All right. Thanks, Kurt. Yeah, man. Happy to be here. Uh, these masks are super comfortable, so you'll see me doing <laughs> this the entire night. Uh, but hey, if this is the way we have to do it. We have to do it. And now video also lets me show you that I spilled water on myself right before we started. So I didn't I didn't puke already. That'll be tonight, I'm sure. All right. So before we get into everything today, Drammers, obviously you're watching us on YouTube right now. If you're watching the video, if not, our podcast is always still there. We're trying to make these things kind of come together like Voltron here. And ultimately, we want to make sure that you're following us on all of our social media channels, including Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know, make sure you're subscribing to us on YouTube. Make sure you're liking, uh, commenting, all that fun stuff, as well as subscribing to us on your favorite uh, podcast streaming service, Apple, Spotify, CastBox, et cetera, et cetera. Everything that we've done prior to this is on all of those podcast streaming apps as well as YouTube. But this is the first time you're actually seeing Kurt and I's faces, as it may be, as I flip in and out of our, our Zoom backgrounds here. So make sure you're hitting us up on all the socials. Engage with us. We want to know about you. We want to hear from you. And if you ever want to shoot us a question about the show or some topic you've got an idea on, shoot it to us at fourthdramandgoal at gmail.com. That's 4-T-H-D-R-A-M-A-N-D-G-O-A-L at gmail.com. So, Kurt, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners and the viewers what we're going to be talking about tonight? Absolutely. So as you can see, we're going in a new direction here at Fort Dram and Goal, and we're going to talk to uh, the specifics of how we came to that idea and the fun that we want to have with it. And then, of course, the NFL is going crazy right now with free agency moves, trades, and so forth. Uh, We're definitely going to talk about the quarterbacks that have uh, done the whole carousel this year and get into each specific situation and what we think about them. Uh, we're going to get a little bit into the tournament. We've still got a couple weeks left, so we'll have our final tournament preview later on, our tournament recap, should I say. And then we're going to talk about that Snow's Barbecue trip that we made last weekend. It was gold, but it was good. Um, so, starting our show like we always do, Mr. Dick, you want to tell these people what's in our glass for tonight? All right, for sure, man. So, let me go ahead and get my notes here ready. So what I'm going to be drinking tonight is actually Penelope American Light Whiskey. I'm actually going to show it. We can do that now. Uh, This is a 13-year-old American Light Whiskey. Comes in at 128.4 proof. Now, Kurt, I got to ask you, have you ever yourself had a light whiskey? I have not. All right. Do you know what a light whiskey is? No, but I get the feeling you're going to tell me. Yeah, I'm going to whiskey nerd down on you a little bit. So a light whiskey really is something that's been distilled um, at higher than 160 proof. I believe this one was distilled at 198 proof, which is totally not what bourbon is. Bourbon's always distilled lower, less than 160. Um, and where did light whiskey really come from? It came from like the 60s, 70s, like vodka gin craze. 
bourbon manufacturers were really trying to understand how do we stay within the market, knowing that you know dark liquor is no longer a fad. So what they started doing is creating American, or not just American, but light whiskey in general. And the idea was, hey, we can still get our key bourbon flavors. We can distill it at a higher proof, much like gin or vodka. And at the uh, flip side, because we're non-age stated, it doesn't have to go into a bourbon barrel or a new white oak, American oak barrel, period, for two years or, or less. So, or two years or more, rather. So there's no age statement required to be a light whiskey. Um, and this is really something that's kind of almost died out, but it's not really done anymore. The only huge, I won't say huge, only huge the only large distillery still really making anything like this is MGP. So this Penelope is actually MGP juice, but it's 13 years old. And I'm going to talk about what it tastes like and what it smells like. But this is not what you would think of of a Indiana, Kentucky 13-year-old. This is much more mellow, if you will, but not in a bad way. So we'll talk about the details. But yeah, man, it's something that I don't think I've ever had before. Not a light whiskey, I've had American whiskey. Um, so this is a this is something new for me too. So enough about that, though. What are you drinking tonight? Nice, good stuff. I'm excited about mine, buddy. Uh, I have Blue Note. We'll be working on this the whole. I'll just time. put it in front of your face there. Absolutely. There you Blue go. Note. It's better looking Cross than Road. your mask. It is by far. It's a nice looking bottle too. And we can barely hear you. It's great. Awesome. All right. So I went in and made an 8.50 p.m. run to the liquor store. And uh, if you know alcohol sales in Texas, that's closing time. So I, I went in. I was going to grab some TX Blended like you had a couple of weeks ago. And I saw this on the way out. And it was a new liquor store that I wanted to try because it was really close to my house. But, you know, you kind of get scared with the allocated prices and all that. <clears throat> But the dude behind the counter was actually really cool. And when he saw me looking at that, I had seen on Facebook that they had had a store pick Blue Note bottle a couple of weeks ago. So I asked him about that. He said that was gone in like 11 days. But then he gave me a cool backstory that he actually, you know, got to go to the Blue Note distillery. And a lot of the bottles that they picked, they picked one that rendered like 130 bottles. It was actually a tornado tore up. The distillery said all this information is online and they dug them out of the ground and they were like, dang, we've got some good juice here. And he got to pick one of those. So that, of course, led me to grab this bottle of Crossroads and start hopefully a new relationship of me going to this store because it was an awesome dude. He took the time to tell me all that as he was closing and made this selection. So just a little information on that. Uh, I have oh. had the... Is that a Bone Thug special? <clears throat> bone Thug special. You're going to have to explain that one to me. Dude, the song, Crossroads. Bone ah, Thugs. damn Come it. On, that is one of my Come on, dude. Come on. I know. It's the mask. It's distracting. Um, that's how you always look. Nah, that's true, too. I still can't take you serious right now. I don't know whether you're going to perform a specific act on yourself or if we do look like we can wrestle. But um, so... This is Blue Note Crossroads. I've had Blue Note before. That's like a $25. I think that's their junk uh, joint, something like that. I have to look at it again. But this is their Crossroads. It's 100 proof. This is $40 uh, from their you know website. 60% corn, 36% rye, 4% malted barley, all fin finished in a toasted French oak barrel. 
Now, you know me and how I am about my finished and different barrels and so forth. Tend not to be a big fan. We'll see how we go tonight. Uh, but it's a cool little backstory. Crossroads, they have the blue singer on the label, okay? And they have the Highway 61 and 49 marker. Now, if you do you know your rock and roll history there, Dick? I mean, obviously, you don't know hip-hop history. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's test true, me. Very true. Well, I did get an A in the history of rock and roll in college, and I'm not making that up. But Highway 61 and 49, Crossroads, Mississippi, is where apparently the legendary story of Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil to become the greatest rock and roll blues artist of all time. Yeah. Good little, good little backstory. Everybody should know that. I thought the devil went down to Georgia. I thought he was looking for a soul to steal. And then they must have been wearing these masks because we look like yeah we look like we if you see us in the street you better watch out i don't know what's gonna happen all right buddy you ready to get over that goal line oh shit not yet uh almost there though by the way we are itching ourselves in these masks so let's go ahead and get into our second dram though the goal line is just a, a few a few steps away uh but obviously, you know, we've made a couple comments about it. You just seen us flash in and out of our Zoom filters here. But, Kurt, I think you're wearing a different shirt today that I haven't seen you wear before. Like, this is, looks completely different on you. What is that? Oh, oh, that's our new official fourth Dram and Goal uh, shirt, right? And then that's on a the nice hat you got there. It is a nice hat. You like that too? Now we've had these for a minute. You've seen it on our Instagram. Um, but I think really what's the, the the big elephant in the in the room here is we're doing Zoom backgrounds. Uh, where are you at right now? H down, hold it down, giant Texas distillery. All right. I had to do some Penelope bourbon. Oh, he lost me. Penelope bourbon right here. That looks horrible. I had to do some Penelope bourbon here and here to go along with mine. I can't find one of their of their actual like tasting room or anything like that. Um, but in all all seriousness, all joking, we are you know on video now. Um, Kurt looks like you know uh, gold dusts. Well, I was gonna say scorpions, like you know half rate little brother. I don't know what what that is. But. So let me tell you the reason for the mask. Yeah, yeah let's get into the history. Me and Dick have been talking for a long time that we've wanted to put ourselves on camera. Uh, we'd like the interaction more. We'd like, you know, viewers to just give a face and bottle to what we're drinking, what we're talking about. But, you know, there's, there are certain things, you know, like children. I, I happen to have 15 where several women are looking for, at me for, you know, back payment and child support. I can't get my face on camera due to that. And Dick's not allowed in like half the states in the country. So we had to come to a resolution to put our faces on camera and growing up in Texas, especially South Texas, watching, you know, the Libra Warriors growing up, it wasn't the faces that you were excited to see. It was the mass. So thus we're rolling with this. Our new logo has it. And as dumb as we look today, we're going to rock and roll, change it up and see where it takes us. Yeah. That was the uh, missing piece that we had to talk to you about uh, the back of our shirts here. We'll throw a picture up on our Instagram, but uh, it actually has a, a little uh, call out to to our our master boys right now. So I'm super excited about it, man. I've been trying to egg you on for feels like years now. Like, let's do YouTube. Let's do the video. Let's do it. And you're like, I don't know, man. I got all these bitches calling me all the time trying to get some money. And like yeah. like you said, yeah, that's not, not I have that government job. So, <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right. So a little uh, history about that. 
But the other headline I want to talk about is the NCAA tourney. So Sweet 16 is set as of first recording this. Um, I think it was a pretty predictable, you know, tourney so far. I don't think there are any major surprises, right? Was there anyone mm-hmm. that you want to call out? Yeah, I'll disagree with you quite a bit there. I've actually good because I was sarcastic. So than I thought. Oh, good. I have to double check with you at times. But that Miami Iowa State matchup out of nowhere. I do want to throw in some details in our bracket. I am in the top ninety-seven percent. I take that back. Top three percent. Sorry. Yeah, I'm in the in top ninety-seven percent. Uh, you have eight teams remaining. I have ten because I'm usually smarter and better at this. Uh, some of the picks that I'll explain, I did have North Carolina over Baylor and reaching the Sweet 16. I mean, eight, North Carolina is just not your typical eighth seed. And watching Baylor in the Big 12 all year, obviously, against Tech and so forth, I just thought they were so in- inconsistent, you know, injury plagued, that that was a hard thing going in being number one for them. Uh, another one I predicted, Iowa State over LSU. I mean, their coach got fired before the tournament, so... That's obviously going to be a little bit of a damper on their spirit and motivation, and looks like I was right. Uh, what about you, bud? What do you got going so far? Good picks you're proud of, picks you're not proud of. Yeah, so for me, the pick that I'm most proud of is uh, St. Peter's. I had him uh, winning it all. So, oh, I mean, it's been, okay. been a great call. Yeah, no, <clears throat> all right, uh, now in real life, what would you do? Man, I tell you what, like, Auburn, I want to – Auburn fucked me last night. But, like, UK, like, stole my wife, stole my kids, left me penniless on the side of the road. Like they, I think they ruined almost half the country's bracket. I mean, how could they not? I mean, day one, you're freaking my. It was my final two, or Zona and UK, and I'm sitting there with my dick in my hands, like, what? What am I supposed to do now? I don't know what to do. So it's, uh, I don't know. That was that was the worst one. That was the worst one. Um, um had me had me sad on the inside. I still have my final four for the most part. I'm hoping one <laughs> of it doesn't come true, obviously. Uh, but I do have Zona. I had uh, Gonzaga in there, which, like I said, I, I, I hope they don't beat Tech. I hope Tech gets through um, Duke and then gets to play them and beat them for a chance in the Final Four. Zona's still there, like I said. Uh, I had Kansas in there. And out of that bottom quadrant, I did have uh, Purdue. So yeah, I had I a chance for some upsets, and we'll see. I think you picked the right ones. I mean, it always seems like, my bracket goes one or two way, one of two ways. I either I usually pick the all the wrong, uh, you know, twelve five matches matchups and the eleven six matchups. Like typically, it's 50-50, and I picked the wrong fifty percent. So that kind of screwed me. I mean, really looking at it, um, LSU. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why they tried to screw me on this one and actually lose a game when in football they fuck me over every year. So. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not a great bracket for me. I'm in the 97. So, what happens? Because like I said, I'm much better at this than you. So we're off to a right, you know, normal start. So. Yeah. How much money a year does it make you being really good? At this? Uh, I think I made ten dollars last year. That's more than uh, five dollars. So I was fine. wearing this mask too. I won't tell you what I had to do. But anyway, all right. Uh, you want to get into the nose of these glasses there? Yeah, man, we can do that. So, um, admittedly, I think I'm going to need to pour a little bit more. So, if you want to go first, go for it. I will pour some too. And as we're talking, as I'm pouring this and looking for the bottle that has escaped me, which Sweet 16 matchup are you most excited to see? So for me, it's got to be Arizona and Houston. I think that it's a great story from the Houston perspective, but I really don't give a shit. I need Arizona to win out. I need them to win this one. So because every year I do a bracket, I picked Arizona to win. As long as they're in the top eight seeds, 
I'm picking them to win, and I need them to do it this year. I really, really, really need this to make my heart feel feel good. Nice. Uh, so obviously the Tech and Duke one I'm excited for. I you asked me, does it? Do I care at all that it would be Chefs the Goats last game? No. Ride and die with the brand. Go Tech. Want them to win. But the other one, you got a battle of the Hurricanes versus the Cyclones. Like, just uniform-wise, you know my thing for uniforms. Yeah. Mascot-wise, that's a pretty good one. I'm not going to lie. I'm excited to-, to see that one. It's totally the reason you brought up the Tornado Bourbon, right? I mean, oh, the, exactly. the tie all together. I mean, we're really forethinking on this. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I will tell you that I did have some of this last night and sampled it. And the nose, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but the nose, I get that French oak, you know, vanilla, but there's even a little bit like of a grape and it could be my mind doing the French wine thing to me, you know, maybe a placebo effect, but I get a little bit of vanilla, French, and then it's weird. It's like an olive thing going on, like a green olive thing going on. That sounds odd. It does. It's one of those weird things. And if you've been a listener of the show, I, I tend to pick the very odd things. But, hey, I can't help what this big snot smells, especially through this mask that I'm pretty sure is tainted with lead. But and a little bit of brown sugar back there. Solid nose. Solid nose. All right. Solid, solid nose. And that's the exact grade that I'm going to give it. This is a B minus nose. All right. Okay, so when I smell this, I think of one whiskey. And hear me out on this. I think of Prideful Goat. I think of the 15-year Prideful Goat, MGP product, as is this. There's that cherry, light vanilla, brown sugar, not even a lot of wood oakiness. There's not, not a lot of wood there. Get a little bit of like honey as well. Um, it's some peanuts, a little bit of peanuts, but the, the red cherry, the vanilla, like the classic bourbon flavor specific, it makes me just call back, harken back to when you sent me those samples of the Prideful 15. I I feel like obviously this may be the same mash bill. I don't know. I mean, it's a light whiskey, so it's different. But at the same time, like, it's just more, it's airier. It's airier than Prideful, but the same notes are there. I find myself comparing a lot of things to Prideful Goat just because of how much I enjoyed it. Like, yeah. I think it's that kind of thing going on. Like, anytime you get the good hints of it, you're like, oh, Prideful Goat. I mean, I don't know. Like, just like those, those like, memory sensors just snap. Like, they fire, and I think Prideful when I smell it. Like, if you gave me this, I would say, oh, this is watered down Prideful Goat. But it's hard because this is 130 proof whiskey. I mean, it, it's it's a hitter. It's a lot higher than Prideful Goat was. Um, I still don't get how that's called a light whiskey. Um, I don't know. Maybe you should listen to the beginning of the episode where I explained it. I tend to not do that. Yeah, I know. So I understand. What do you I'll got give, for that? I'll give it a B plus. B plus. All right, we got a B minus and a B plus. Good yeah. little start to the evening. You know, I did get a hint of like leathery plastic though and that's something i've had to cancel out every time i've tried to <laughs> smell something in this so yeah and then one of the flaws that you'll see is um you'll see us do our own producing 
throughout the time, you'll see us do our typing, which we've tend to be able to fight off uh, on our recordings. But hey, you get to see the real deal, except for our faces, of course, which you, you're probably glad you don't have to see our faces. Trust me. They're Speak very... for yourself, buddy. So picture Dick as like Carson Wentz and his yellow blazer on the stand. I'd say that that's who Dick, if you want a good image of what he looks like. Is that because but, I'm the Hall of Fame or what? <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, speaking of Carson Wentz and all the quarterback just craziness, I've been – I have literally been – so I got laid off for my one government job waiting to start my other. Uh, like Adam Schefter 2.0 this week, just blowing up text message threads with the news as soon as it breaks. I mean, I'm on top of it, man. I'm saying Schefter has it one minute, I'm minute two. And, and I'm sure I have annoyed you as you've been working on the streets this week. Um, you know, it'd be great if we had like a platform for you to be able to like retweet or like send stuff out like that to all of our listeners and followers, like, I don't know, Twitter. That would be cool. That would be cool if we had something like that. But uh, he's probably should hire the guy that is very like intimidated by Twitter to be in charge of tw- Twitter. Or, you know, you could just do it. Not to mention we fired the guy that we had hired to be in charge of Twitter. I don't know if we ever hired anybody to be in charge of Twitter, but I don't uh, think we ever fired him. I think he's just, you know, just hanging out anyway. in the <laughs> in the ether. But uh, moving on. Uh, so what we're going to do in this third dram is we're going to go through it. We're going to go through all the quarterback moves. We're going to give you our thoughts. We're going to give you a grade on the move itself. Talk about what happens to the team they left and what happens to the team they're going to. And obviously, the big one that I must have refreshed my phone. 600 times it was in a matter of 48 hours uh, was Deshaun Watson. And after everything was said and done, after they had been eliminated from the process, I get hit with a text. Somebody actually beat me that said Watson to the Browns. And I was like, ha, I'm so much better at this than them. But nope, turns out they were correct. Uh, He did pick the Browns after all. So I have a long rant on how this will affect Watson, the Browns, the Texans. Obviously, because huge Houston Texan fan, that's one of the reasons I wear a mask. Uh, and I will get into all that. But, Dick, before I go on to my rant, which we don't know how long will be, why don't you give me your thoughts on that one? I don't think I need to have thoughts. I don't need to have thoughts on this. Because I haven't suffered the way you suffered um, you know, I haven't, uh, I haven't had to deal with all the civil court cases like he has and all the fans. Um, so my thoughts are probably the biggest surprise of all. I mean, the teams to choose, but I'm, I'm not going to hold the candle to whatever rant you have planned for. So please enlighten me and all of our lit- listeners. Absolutely. So as I've stated, this has been a roller coaster of emotion since the news broke over a year ago that Deshaun Watson wanted to trade. Obviously, I was very adamant that I did not want them to trade him. Uh, I wanted them to stick through, do whatever they had to do to make him happy and keep it on the team. And then all the other stuff happened, which I'm not going to talk too much about other than the like what impact it has on the Browns. Uh, And then, of course, as time went on, it just kind of looked like Watson was not being reasonable. And the thing that I didn't like was all of a sudden last Friday, you know, with what happened, it was just back to, oh, I don't want to be in Houston. So as a longtime Houston Texans fan, that does rub me the wrong way. At the end of the day, 
Deshaun Watson decided to take money and head to Cleveland, which is the one franchise out of the four picks that I'm actually happy he went to. The discussion was that he was going to go to the New Orleans Saints, and honestly, I didn't want that. I'm going to tell you, I'm kind of petty. I, I, I'm done with Deshaun Watson, very similar to the Chris Beard at Texas Tech. I'm not going to, you know, watch him his whole career, just hope, you know, bad things happen. But I thought New Orleans would have been the best case scenario for him to go compete in the NFC and possibly be a Super Bowl contender within a year or two. Cleveland, on the other hand, you're just kind of thrown in the mix and you've got to go to the one franchise that just has dropped the ball throughout its existence since Jim Brown. Baker Mayfield, he was the hero. He was Mr. Cleveland himself two years ago. Takes you to the playoffs. He's out the door, a very disgruntled employee. Um, you've got to play in that division against Lamar Jackson and uh, Joe Burrow. And now Mitch Trubisky, which well, well, I don't think we have him on our quarterback list to mention. But no. – <clears throat> Like, it, that just tells me, like, dude, you wanted that money. Like, that's what you're about. You wanted that $240 million money. Like, I, I, there's no other way. Like, New Orleans, what's the problem? You know, Atlanta, you're from there. That's your home. You were a ball boy there. What's the problem? Like, Carolina, the team that supposedly has had interest in you from the very beginning. There's the money. So he goes to Cleveland. Obviously, there's going to be a backlash. We've already heard it from it. Cleveland fans, 50-50, torn on it. I mean, that's that's everything that's going to work out. That's up to the NFL to decide. That's up to the courts to decide. In terms of the player the Browns are getting, yeah, they're getting an A-plus quarterback. You know, obviously, that's why the Colts were never going to get him because Texans would not want to play him twice a year to get into the playoffs. He's Deshaun Watson. He's awesome. That's great. Um, but it's over. And the joy of the cloud just kind of disappearing over Houston and NRG was that was that was my best instant reaction that I was like, oh, it's over, it's done. Um, I love what the Texans got in return. I know that there was rumors, and yes, I would have loved to have gotten three firsts, three seconds, Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, sure, in a dreamers, dreamers. But what we ended up getting was a franchise rebuilding you know, load, we get to sit back, kind of hit the reset button. And realistically, at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson had all the cards in his hand. We could have had a trade from the Saints that included first round, second rounds, Michael Thomas, you know, anything. And he could have said no. And that's that's what, at the end of the day, could have happened. So I'm very happy with the picks, even though fans seem to be mixed on it. It got better today. We found out it was six draft picks. We are literally going to have about – I, I, I can't even think of the number right now. Seven to eight draft picks in the first, like, 150 picks this year. So it's in the Texans' hands now. Make the right picks. Get some hitters. Keep it going, and all will be fine. I love it. I love it. I can make a couple, like, remarks about what you said as far as, like, cracking jokes. But I think in all seriousness, you know, you really can't you really can't summarize it without really looking at the rest of the picture and what we're about to talk about, right? Like, like perspective is key here. And what you talked about, what we found out today, which we'll hit on here in a second, is it actually was a really good deal, even the way we originally thought it was. Um, just tying that in is Matty Ice. 
still has got two or three years left in the tank at least, maybe more, and they've got traded for a third-round pick? I mean, talk about an ego blow, and then you look at what the, the Texans got. I mean, I don't know what you got. to be. You can't be mad about it. You really can't. I don't see how it's possible. I just – I don't. So, I mean – yeah. So what we're doing is we're going to go down the list. Uh, Dick's already led us into the second guy on our list that we're going to talk yeah. about because that's the most – well, there is another guy. Mariota was after at, uh, Matty Ice today, but not as important. Uh, I've, I've, I've looked at the trade grades all across the board for the Texans-Browns. Everyone's giving the Texans realistically an A at least. I do think it was an A. Uh, there was one website that gave it a C, but the whole article was based on their handling of Deshaun Watson from the beginning, which – was basically typed out before the trade even happened. So that one was irrelevant. Uh, but yes, this is a Herschel Walker and beyond type trade. So they did get an A for me. And, uh, you know, the Browns are getting an A-plus player. Uh, is it worth the the backlash and, and you know, the draft picks they had to give up? The draft we'll day movie type picks they had to give up? Uh, we'll see. They're looking to win now, though. I mean, that's the yes, difference here. But I don't. I just don't understand it. Like, you're not. You're, you're literally joining the AFC, and you've still got to beat Burrow, Jackson, just in your division. You've got Mahomes. You've got they this have to guy compete, by though. the name of Russell Wilson, who's going to be you know very good, and we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but for the remainder of the quarterbacks, we're just going to give you the grade on the team that got the, like what was the type of grade they get for getting the quarterback because we're not going to break down all the details that went back and forth. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Matty Ice. What's up, Dick? Can I say this, though? I mean, when we go through this, like, keep in perspective what conference all of these big names are going to, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like the NFC just got a lot more winnable. That could be wrong. That was the... That was the thing. Like you had three teams in the NFC South where you had to beat Tom Brady, of course. But if you could at least compete with Tom Brady, you you had a wild card shot, if not more. You've got to get through Aaron Rodgers, which we will talk about later. But, I mean, it's just – I don't know. So, Uh, let's get into it. Matty Ice. I mean, so it's a – I don't know. Was it a three-year deal? uh, Not sure. I think it was like a two- to three-year deal. This one we do have the – you know, the package because it was quite simple. It was a third-round pick for Matty Ice. Ego blow, man. Ego blow. Uh, (sighs) Going to the Colts, I mean, I don't don't know anything special is going to happen. I I don't think – I don't think Wentz was the entire problem there. Um, he's one of my least uh, favorite quarterbacks. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll see in uh, nine months. So, um, uh, yeah. But I don't know. Brady's I him, back. I But I, I gave him a C plus, And I'll tell you why. <laughs> Did I cut you off? No. I mean, I was going to go to the next one. But, yeah, no, C plus. I gave him a – I gave it a B minus. Well, I gave it a C plus because I don't think – I think it's – I sent my buddy the meme of Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. This is Philip Rivers. I don't think they're going to get any better. That's I, that's a fair point. Yeah. I think no, it's going to be like the same situation with Rivers and Wentz. I think they're going to be sitting there competing against the Titans for the division. If they do make the wild card, they're going to go up against the Chiefs, the Bills, the Ravens, somebody better than them. And it's going to be the same, like – same thing it's it's almost to wish like just do what you did just flop get a guy next year's draft be the future stop with these two-year deals with these guys that are just making you barely compete like i don't i don't get it you got to put fans in the stands you got to give them something to look forward to watching 
and they didn't pay a hefty price for it. So I'm going to give it a B minus just from the standpoint that I think they got a deal. And it's going to it's going to give people something to watch, some sort of hope, but it's not restructuring their entire franchise like the Browns just did to get one player. So I think they'll be in the same spot. But I don't I don't disagree with you. I do not disagree with you. But if you tell your fans, hey, we're going to flop for the next two years so we can get better years after that, they're not going to watch. Nobody wants to see that shit. You can't openly go just do that anymore. I don't think that you're going to get the same Colts fans that went there after luck retired and the ones when Peyton had a broken neck and they were flopping to get luck. They've been through this before. So, I mean, how many times can you can you beat a fan? I'm a Texans fan. You do it quite often. You'll be there. (laughs) Whatever. Look at the Cowboys, I guess. So, all right. Next one, Brady. He's back. Did he really go anywhere? I don't think so. He I just, mean, you don't want to take the kids to Taekwondo practice or what? That had to have been like the like sitting on the couch watching TV. Giselle started yelling at him. Probably got the wrong avocados or something. And he was like, <laughs> "I'm <Fuck out."> this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I gotta go back to work. Let's go back. Or she was uh, like, "Get your ass out of here! You're like being too extra or something." That you could know? be. That could be too. Could be the other thing. I mean, she could be like any given Sunday wife where she was like, no, you're not done. Slaps uh-huh. the shit out of him and says, go back and play. <laughs> um, this one would usually be bigger news, but with everything that's gone on, it just kind of was like... Two weeks ago, it was huge. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this one's an A situation for the Bucks. They don't have to get into the whole, what quarterback, who do we go with, what do we do? Because you think they would have been part of all this drama. It would have been interesting. It would have been interesting. Oh, yeah. Now they just have to keep the bus going, try to keep some players intact and compete in the NFC. For sure, man. So next one, um, Russell Wilson, man. So this was big. Um, I like it. This is obviously an A-plus for the – no, you know what? I'll give it an A just for the reasons that I've said. He's going to have to compete in the AFC. I'm kind of basing my grades on how much better is this team going to get? Yeah, I think that's fair. So when the Russell Wilson news broke, it was like, oh, best in the division. You know, they're going to be – I don't know. I think he makes them compete with that division. I think he evens it, brings it par a little bit, you know. He's going to have to go against Mahomes. Um, um, Carr. Carr, who's – I think underrated. Some people just hate Carr. Oh, and, then, car. and then the up and coming Chargers. I mean, I think I think he's it's, making them compete more, but I don't think it's a cakewalk like some people were instantly reacting. But I mean, it, it makes it makes the NFC West, which was the most, in my opinion, one of the most fun divisions to watch. Now it's the AFC West, and he simply just moved, right? Like he 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 made that fourth team that was like, eh, okay, I mean it's not that great. Now they're all good. I mean, I just don't see how I don't how see how one team is inherently better than the other. And that's not even talking about the Raiders ad. So we'll get to that. But I I, I like it, man. I give it an A as well. Um no, and it kind of continues the trend. Like the Broncos just don't draft good quarterbacks. They don't. No. They've tried it, they've struck out. I mean, Lynch, Elway. Um uh well recently dick um you just made a statement i had to check you on it okay so. okay so the other guys like lynch drew lock uh, who, who was the break into the house guy uh kelly um they Tim do Tebow. much better when they just bring in these studs jake paul jake 
Plummer. Jake Plummer. Jake. Oh, dude, Jake I just watched Jake Plummer play. Uh, Brian Greasy was eh. Peyton Manning. Like, just stick to what you do best. Pay the money, get the good guy, and that that's what I think Russell Wilson's going to have success with. Agreed. Uh, so, yeah. All right. So, we talked about a little bit. Uh, Matty Ice moving on. Atlanta's sitting there going, what do we do? Who are we going with? I think this is a solid pick for everybody here. Um, in my opinion, at least, I'll talk about it. I think Mariota, do they make the Falcons better? No. Right now. Do they make them more dynamic on offense? Yes. Um, will they win more games? I don't know. Uh, but you got to ask yourself, like, what have the Falcons done with Matt? They've choked and choked again and choked again. So at least it's different. Um, I don't think it's going to make the Falcons the next Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think it's going to make them anything like the Chargers will. I mean, Herbert and Mariota bring that kind of same dynamic, but it'll make them different and not as predictably shitty as they've been lately. Uh, so you gave it a what? I give it a B minus. Yeah, I'm going to give it a C minus. Uh, just on the fact that Mariota did show some things, you know, while he was filling in, of course, he was yeah. going to run the ball, uh, did some good things. And, and, you know, he has that chance, that second shot, well, third shot, turn it around, be something special. But I really think that he's just kind of filling the gap with everything going on, you know, you know, on Twitter the last couple of days, which I'm still don't know what that is, but Atlanta fans, you know, mixed, you had Watson, and then you had, okay, if we don't get Watson, we have Ryan. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, we have Mariota now. How fun would it have been, though? Like, I just, it makes me reminisce, like, to watch Watson run around in a Falcons jersey. Like, like not like Vic days, but that mobile quarterback, good mobile quarterback in a, in a Falcons jersey. I mean, who doesn't miss that? Mariota may give it to him. I don't know. I spilt on myself again. So, we'll, we'll, we'll obviously, see. this mask is not helping me. I'm enjoying mine. I've, I've said I don't hate it, it as much as I did. Yeah, I feel like the third string quarterback who's kept his helmet on the whole time on the sideline, and he's he's gotten accustomed to it. Dude, speaking of speaking of, I saw it like I didn't even read the whole article, but Chase Daniel um, is mm -hmm. arguably this year going to become like the most the highest paid quarterback to to throw the fewest amount of passes at NFL. Like the dude is living the dream. I mean, I remember watching him playing at Mizzou. Like he's living the dream. He's never had to really perform. He's eh. When he goes in there, he can handle ball off good as fuck and then go on and make some money. I mean, I mean, we were from his high school days. I mean, he was, he I know. was out like Carol doing his thing. I mean, but, not saying he wasn't good back in the day, but I mean, that's the dream job. Third string quarterback, backup, pseudo backup quarterback. Quarterbacks are life insurance, man. Nobody really realized how great they are needed until they are needed. Look at you, uh, Chad Henney, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, okay. Chad yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, uh -huh. Dick was traded to the Commanders. I'm sorry, Carson Wentz was traded to the Commanders out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, that's where he went. Uh, I legit forgot. That's funny because I was like, oh, yeah, that's what they're called. Um, trade to the commies. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, it seems like fitting for that franchise to like he get was another with his yellow blazer that he said he got from his college days and. It's bad, but he seems like he fits perfect there. Yeah, because they're signing another mediocre quarterback who has not really proven themselves. And 
they're setting themselves to lose that division again. Somebody on ESPN today said he was an upgrade from Tyler Henneke. I disagree. That I did. I was like, whoa. But then, at least, you know, at least, at least, at least Henneke, or Henneke, whatever his name is, like, at least he can go a whole season without breaking something. And now you have class ass wins. So I doubt, I doubt Carson Wentz finishes the season without being injured. Oh, no. Yeah. He'll be, the, the commanders will need a new quarterback by week three. Hey, Baker. Three to nine. Baker, we have, we'll get to Baker in a little bit. Or, or you know what? We can't because that's enough we need to spend on Carson Wentz. That's done with that. I hear them calling for you. Baker and Jimmy Garoppolo seem to be the odd men out right now. Mitch Trubisky's even got in a job at Pittsburgh, which I'll say that was one of the first ones that kind of got handled before the Baker situation happened. I, I don't know. One of them ends up with Seattle. What were the two I texted you today? Seattle and Carolina, because Carolina can't decide if Sam Darnold is worth it. And then or Cam like, Newton. I forgot he was there. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I don't think Carolina's on the table. I don't. I think they are for Baker. I don't know, man. I really don't know. Like, if I'm Carolina, I'm just gonna stick with Darnold. I'm gonna give it another year. I know what Baker can do. Sam Darnold has his high moments, he has lows moments, but like Baker's not gonna win you a ship. He's not. So that was the thing that people in Houston were chiming in like, ah, we couldn't even get Baker in the trade. And I was like, I don't want Why? Baker. So you got more quarterback on this? see what Davis Mills can do under another year of Pep Exactly. Agreed. And seeing like taking on Baker's contract, which was the big thing where people were like, we didn't even get a player. Well, you have to see whose contract was worth taking on or just staying like this whole clean slate that we have. Yeah. Like pe- people were like, Whoa, well, Russell Wilson, they got Drew Luck, Noah Font. Like, wouldn't Noah Font have been great? Sure. But like I said, the thrill of the trade was much more like, oh, took over the whole, like, it could have been better feeling. Uh, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't I don't know what he's going to do. You know my feelings on Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I don't have to restate that. I mean. I think he's better than Carson Wentz. Because I'll, give you, I'll give you, I'll give you that. That's fine. I'll, I'll give you that. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'll, just for the sh- hell of it. I'll predict Baker to Carolina, and Jimmy stays in San Francisco. I don't see Baker starting next year in this. No, but that's the thing. He goes to Carolina and competes. I see. As I mess with my mask again, sorry. I see Baker looking at this entire experience and saying. Just release me. Just let me go. Release me off my contract. Let me go. Let me go hit the free agent market myself. Don't worry about being traded. Um, and I, I think he either sits out or he waits for that call from Washington saying, hey, Carson Wentz broke his leg in training practice. Get your ass out of here. That's what I would do because F that. I mean, if, if he believes himself, go for it. But I don't want to go sit there and compete with fucking Sam Darnold or some shit and Cam Newton. Like, that sucks. And then go out to Seattle, and they're already going to hate you because you're not Russell. You no, play like Russell, take, but you're not see, Russell. See, Seattle's the other thing. That I think are you, you're Drew Locke. Like, that's your guy. You're going to go with him or bring in Baker and compete. And if anything, how, Baker Mayfield's your backup. How, well, and I think, I think Baker would win that competition. They're the same quarterback. No. They're the same play style, no. same quarter. Drew Locke Baker, has less miles. Baker had less a miles rough year last year I'm, because of injuries. I'm, and he did hit his ceiling. 
but Drew Locke, I mean. You haven't seen Drew Locke's ceiling yet. Yes, we have. I've seen enough. All right. I forgot Move. you're better. You're better at this than me. So I am much better. So good. Uh, all right. So I hit you with a hard question to answer uh, because we are such, you know, we're, we're the coaches when the coaching carousel's going on and when the quarterback carousel's going on, we are on top of it. There are other positions in football, apparently. Best uh, other non-QB position, best move, trade, free agent signing, regardless, go. Von Miller got paid, dude. Six-year, $120 million? I don't even know he has six years left in the tank, but dude got paid, got a Super Bowl ring, and said, hey, I'm going to go try this team out. And – Honestly, went to a contender. Like, there's a high likelihood that in the next three to four years, he can win another championship with a different team. I don't know. I feel like he did his thing, and, I, dude, hats off to him. I'm, I'm okay with that pick. I don't think Von Miller has that much left. <laughs> I don't think he does either. Who's, who, who put brutal, that contract out? <laughs> brutal position. I didn't even mention Josh Allen, and I think Josh Allen may be the stud out of a whole AFC by the end of next year. Yeah. Um. I think it's sacrilegious that you're actually saying that, but I, agree I, mean, with you. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I love Mahomes. Burrow's nice, but the things that Josh Allen has done and having to go through the heartbreak of, you know, that playoff loss against, you know, the Texans with the Watson spin and then the just shitting the bed with 18 seconds, whatever it was. Well, years. yeah. I mean, no, it goes back to you. Like <laughs> the Bills don't need to add offensive weapons right now. They bolster I mean, they, a little. But you need defense. And Von Miller at least gives you someone to guard. You know, yeah. like, I mean, he, you have to block him. I mean, they they beat the Chiefs. They could very easily beat the Bengals, and they're in the Super yeah. Bowl. And it's a so uh, good move. I like that one. This is another one that if it's not a carousel of events, is bigger news. Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders, basically saying, no, nah, I want that dude. Like Packers, we're going to pay him the same. But David Carr, I want to go play with David Carr. Derek Carr, sorry. Whoops. Speaking of <laughs> flashbacks, uh, <laughs> I want to go play Nightmares. with Derek Carr. I want to go play with Derek Carr, um, which is an A plus for me. I mean, yeah. no doubt. But then it goes, what the hell are you doing, Rogers? Like, did you just fall back in love with the city of Green Bay all over again? And you're like, you know, Manning went somewhere new, won a Super Bowl. Brady went somewhere new, won a Super Bowl. Stafford went somewhere new and won a Super Bowl. But I'm just going to stay where I've been to the team that loses to the 49ers in the playoffs. Do you think Derek Carr – do you think the Raiders would have let Carr go if if uh, Rodgers hit him up and said, hey, you want me and Adams? We'll, we'll, we'll come package, package deal. Instantly. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, what is? I don't know what Rogers is thinking, man. I mean, he's out in he's out in California in, in uh, Sonoma Valley or whatever, like sipping vino. I don't know what he's doing. He's just living his best it, life right I now. I mean, it had Make to break up with his girlfriend. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's like Green Bay's been good to me. No, they haven't. Well, that's I don't know. I don't know what's going through his mind. Uh, but uh, very good call on the Von Miller. I agree with you there. I think he just wants to tell the Bears that he owns them again. Uh, okay. Thank you for finally giving some input into this conversation. I That brings up a very good point. You've got to compete against the Bears. You've got to compete against the Vikings. And you've got to compete against the other team that's been 
this, the home to Eminem for years, and I don't even feel their name is warranted right Okay, now. so let's go down this road. Yeah. Where's this competition? That's what I'm saying. That, okay. Another, I'm giving you a compliment. That oh, okay. <laughs> maybe he said, fuck it. He's like, own this team. Let's own that team. All of these it's, quarterbacks are shittier versions than me. Get to the playoffs easily like we do every year and then see if we can get over the hump and beat a team like Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. You, you, that is a great point, Dick. Hey, that's what I'm here for. Great points. Is that an, our our viewers will not be able to tell, but that is a falcon on your face, correct? Oh no, no, no. It's like an eagle. Oh, I'm sorry, I was way off. Yeah, dude. My zoom filter is like all jacked up. It does not want to, to work with owners, my lighting. That's all right. We're gonna roll with the punches with this first episode. Mine's just a plain old like gold dust slash Ray Mysterio Jr. had a baby. Yeah. Slash Tommy going from the Green Ranger to the oh no no no. Who went who became the Black Ranger? I don't know. Gold Ranger. Nobody knows that. The Power Ranger. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Oh, yeah. I know the words that are coming out of your mouth, but I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm going to try the red light, see if that helps. Oh, yeah, that's not going to make it look like a <laughs> exhibitionist at all. <laughs> you look like you're in the red light district of, uh, damn it, what's the place they smoke a lot of weed and have a red light Amsterdam, buddy. There Amsterdam. you go. That's there the we place. go. There he is. There he There's is. There's buddy Dick putting his historian. Historian, you mean geographic? Yeah, geography. Yeah. so facto. Yeah, I gave you history. You gave us geography. But you can't Back keep the two straight. Cool. To some whiskey. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the tasting notes of what's uh, what's in your glass, sir. So I'll go first because you're gonna pour one right now. So I'm gonna say, proof you're on the back end. A little bit of earthy tones. You can definitely get the oak, and I it's a 13 year bur- or whiskey, so the oak sets in, but you still get a little bit of the sweetness, a little bit of the spice, the barrel notes, but it tastes nothing like Prideful Goat. Smells like it, tastes nothing like it. Um, I will say, though, and I hate to use this term, but for 128 proof, this is one of the smoothest whiskeys I've ever had in my life. Um, this thing will do some damage, and you won't even know it's happening. So it it does not drink like the proof at all. It's about an $80 bottle. I didn't hit that in the beginning. And I think it's worth the experience. Like I would recommend it to someone who's like, I want something different at a $60 to $100 price range. What do you recommend? And this was actually rep- recommended to me from um, the Penelope bourbon or yeah, the Penelope bourbon rep that I ran into at Whiskey Cake like a month ago. So I actually went in there and picked it up. Um, I like it, man. I'm going to tell you, like, I taste wise, it probably falls a little short. Don't give me your overall rating just yet. No, I'm not. I mean, my taste wise, like, I mean, the what I give the snows, like an A. I'm going to give this a B, a B, like a mid, mid B. Not B plus, not B, B minus, but a mid B. Okay, producer, as we're talking, you type that in this time because I typed in the, the nose. I was excited to give you the palate on this one. The second I took a sip of this, I was like, oh, I was playing some blues. I pulled out the banjo and everything. 
the nose on this is where the cask, the French oak, the barrel, oh, man. There's a sweetness there. It's vanilla. It's tea. There's some marshmallows. I feel like you're just making this shit up at this point. No, no, no. Did I say palate or nose? You said palate. Okay, good. I just wanted to confirm, you know, because I, I, I'm not an idiot, as though I look like one with this mask. But the palate on this, this got me right off the bat. I was like, oh, this is going to be a hard bottle not to finish. I really enjoy this. Like, there's the sweetness there from the French oak barrel is, they've done a good thing here. I'm giving this an A on the palate. I really do enjoy it. All right, as the producer jots that down real quick. Thank you, Mr. Producer. Hey, Mr. Producer, coming at you. All right. So with that being said, I think we've pretty much nailed all of the quarterback controversy to the wall, hung it out to dry. I'm sure by the time this airs to the wall. Yeah, exactly. To the sweat drops down my Um, mask. Okay, exactly. I feel like we've. I was like, we're all the doors. We could say Webos, and it'd be okay, right? Uh, I and you know this. The funny thing is, I had to promise that I would not do an accent this whole time. I was waiting for you to do a ghetto Batman. So if you want to do that now, that's fine. I'm Hispanic, so I can do that. Me, that actually sounded like a Trump. I could do that. Yeah. Well, you also like to flip the card on on whatever you're trying to talk about and what you are. So, you know, it's nice to be nice to be a biracial for you. Um, we didn't do, we even talk about like, we're trying to get so much lined up for this episode, the masks, the shirts, everything going on with Kurt losing his one government job to go to the next government job. No, that was you that lost a government job. No, I did lose a government job. You did. Yeah, exactly. We lost a government job. Okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I just lost my funding for my, uh, my whiskey research. Um, there was so much going on. We didn't even talk about St. Patty's day. Like, I feel like we kind of missed about a little bit on St. Patty's day special, We'll go down that road, but I... The cool thing about having a live recording, how was your St. Patty's Day? Uh, not as near entertaining as you and uh, and our other buddies was. So, yeah, y'all kind of drank me over, drank me under the table. Um, I was out with the family. Um, what trying happens to, you try to do family shit on St. Patty's Day? I know, man. Like, I was trying to be cool. Um, well, us Irish, we don't... We get drunk. No, I see. You can't claim it both um, ways. You pick a fucking lane, man. I'm, I'm way more Irish than you are. Co- a concoction of things. Yeah, I know. Pick I mean, one. I'm, I'm a, I'm, uh, I'm a I, I, Long I Island iced tea of people. We're going we're to have to do the Dave Chappelle race draft one day with you, and you have to pick one. Mm, that would be tough. Would if it be? St. Patrick's Day would be Irish. Yeah, exactly. Would it be if it wasn't St. Patrick's Day? Ask me on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the fourth dram because – during that uh, between jobs scenario, we did actually take a trip together. We got to meet up, see each other for the first time in a bit. We able to go to a Snow's Barbecue, one of the meccas, if you will, uh, of Texas barbecue. It's been, you know, in Texas Monthly. It's been on Netflix. There's even a post going around on Texas Stick Burners Facebook group I'm a part of. Um, and it's the one and only Tootsie, man, uh, doing her thing. Um, we got to, uh, got to, Try some river food, um, ex- do the whole experience. Uh, we were number one and number two in line. Um, I, I mean, you wanted to get there at midnight. And I was like, all right, we'll do it. We'll do it for the cause. And we got there at midnight. Was I not right? I mean, you were right. 
Yeah. But what we failed to talk about, it was also a weekend where it was a low of 28 degrees. And it was, it was probably one of the cold. I probably haven't been that cold without being like, like sometimes you jump in the water and you get out and it's like 40 degrees and you're cold. This was like dry, bone chilling cold with wind. It was, yeah. So I left at about 10 p.m. from Houston. And I believe I exited to get a bag of ice for the cooler and tap tap off the gas, which you know was dropping a mortgage. Uh, in Tomball, maybe area. I don't know somewhere. That was the that was a, a Love's gas station. They're like fourth down the list from a Bucky's. Um, I got out of my car, and the door almost hit me from the wind, and I instantly thought. This is dumb. This is so dumb. Like, I know I was all game before, but that stop at the gas station was brutal. You were not all game before. I was all game before. No, you weren't. Um, <laughs> I sent you the Independence Day speech, bitch. I was ready. So to I bitch walked- out on me about 30 minutes prior, but okay. <laughs> government job. Um by the way, I've been watching Designated Survivor. Oh, good stuff. I should not have put that show off for like three years. Um, but yeah, so I bought gloves at Love's. Bought the ice for the cooler. Luckily, thank God. Did you buy a wind... Love glove? <clears throat> thank God that by the time that I got to, um, what's the, Giddings. Yep. I stopped at that like smallest Bucky's in the world right there off the side of the road. No, it's what you're talking about. Wind was done. Got some water. Felt much better. Uh, and then, yeah, it was it was cold. The three o'clock to six o'clock hour was for me at three least three to five. Three to five for me. Was yeah, rough. Yeah, that was my thighs were cold. I had ripped my pants. <laughs> I forgot about that. Bending underneath a bar, like the excitement got me to three o'clock. I was pumped. You know, dick being dick, talking to the people in line, which I knew was a guarantee. But at that point, the people were like dead asleep. We're not trying to sleep. But the one thing that kept us so warm and toasty, which I had to stop because the shivering and the drinking gave me like heartburn or something, was classic Buffalo Trace whiskey. Because when you go on a trip like that, it has to be something like Buffalo Trace whiskey. It was either that or Jack Daniels. The Buffalo Trace is the better pick. Yeah, oh, I agree. It was so good. It yeah. kept it kept me so warm, but until it didn't. Three, that three to six was rough, man. Like yeah. I was sitting in the chair, your thin ass like parsnip paper blankets <laughs> that you brought were doing nothing. My upper body was taken care of by my work jacket and hoodie, and thank God that my my cousin who met us there had a gator. Because it kept my face from just being numb, but lower body, dead, dead. Oh, dude, you stabbed me in my thigh. <laughs> like you could have Ace Ventura tooed me, and I have no, no idea. Dude, I got home and I was so windburnt on my face because I didn't have a like a like a golden gator. You know, what I'm talking about. Um, I didn't have one of those. I just had the beanie. And then, like, I finally went and got, like, my mask, like, my COVID mask. It was, like, it's, like, uh, 
cloth, like cotton to cover me up. But even then, man, it was, it was rough. Got to keep moving. I think you made the mistake of actually sitting down and being still. And I think that's what did you in, but uh, we got through it. It was funny because the bathrooms were warm. Bathrooms were warm. But by the time, like, they weren't as warm. Like, we went to the car, we went to the bathroom. Um, Like, it just wasn't doing anything. We were, I was fucking, I was like, why, why do we do this? But so, other than it being balls cold outside, um, getting there at midnight, I mean, I don't want to like start the trend, but I really think that if it was like June, or July, and it was like a low of like 60 or 70 at night, it would be amazing. Be well, no, amazing. That is, well, that and from what I've read, you've got to be there at like 10 o'clock. Well, maybe we'll do that next time then. But I, I really think that the entire experience itself was definitely worth writing about. It was definitely doing. So worth doing. Worth it. Seeing the, Tootsie come out. At, okay, so I've got to tell this story, and I know I've, I've just got to. Yeah. We're sitting there, and we've done all our research. Like that's just the type of people we are. We've we've done the Google reviews, and we had saw that Tootsie gets there at like two. So like three a.m. Tootsie's not there, and like so it's three a.m. She's not there. That well, we haven't of, seen her yet. Let's put it that way. That's true too. That is true. Our window of misery is starting. And we literally look at each other and we're like, this would be like going to see the Lakers and LeBron not playing. Or going to see the Bulls and MJ's not. Like, it just would, like, I don't even know if I would have been able to have enjoyed the rest of the night. And then that little spark at 3 a.m. was when I hear Tootsie's voice. And Dick's like in his chair, like half dead, half awake. And I'm like, there she is. And boom. We pop up and it gets us another spurt. But like by the 50th picture of Tootsie, I was back to like, oh shit, this is cold and I'm miserable. But uh, like you said, the experience, Tootsie, the line, the story, the, the, the company that we took with us, we invited some very good friends and family to join us in line. And we had the perfect little group that just had a great time. And, you know, and that's all before we even ate, which eating was like a 10 minute experience because we just slammed the shit out of that barbecue. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. The uh, we're number one and two in line. Um, everybody forced me to go first because I think they all want to hear me order. And I mean, I got a good amount of food. What this hit, bitch. What hit goes, me was, can I get a rack of ribs? <laughs> a rack of ribs. What was I supposed to order? I got to take some home to the family. You told yeah, me that. Yeah. Anyway, get to the price counter, and it was $275. I I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah, that's what I expected. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. This is fine. Oh, man. But <clears throat> I was but, impressed. I was impressed. And it was one of those moments where I'm like, God damn it. I'm glad that guy's my friend. Because <laughs> my uh, order was not as much. My order was pretty heavy, but not, not as near as. Well, when you. When you hide from 12 of your children, you tend to have smaller tickets. So I, I see. Exactly. Um, took myself back to the uh, to the truck, put it in the Arctic. Um, and then we went over and sat down and we got that prime table. Prime table, man. We were right in the the, the corner, right where the smokers are and Tootsie's doing her thing. We took some awesome pictures. Um, I don't know. Like, I would say, like, we'll, I'll get into it right now. But I'll give you, like, my thought on, like, the raw experience of it. Not the food, but just the experience of like waiting in line, how they have everything set up, going and sit. You're sitting like right in the midst of the pits. 
Um, and they're working still around. You can hear them talking. People are coming in and out. Like, I think it's up there. Like, I think it may be the best barbecue immersive experience, if you want to call it that. I feel like I'm reviewing Disney rides right now. Um, but I really do feel like the way they kind of just like tuck everything into that nice little spot right there. They've got the nice bathrooms. I mean, let's great bathrooms. Well, gift shop, the whole nine yards. Don't gift shop, but gift stand, whatever it is. Um, I would say I it's, it's the best I've been to. You did. You want a ticket. Who would have yeah. thought number two would win? I put that seasoning on a steak the other day. Oh, pretty good. Oh, yeah. My son tore into it. And, you know, he's he's a young guy, but he ate half that steak and I had to like eat the other half. It was good. Um, you had to? You have to yeah. taste your kids, but make sure it's not poison. Exactly. Make sure they don't get sick. Uh, no, dude, it was. It was a memorable moment. And we don't want to grade the overall. We want to break down each item because usually this is a segment of the show where we go into whiskey and break like this. We got, we got, we're going to do barbecue. And then at the end, I'm going to tell you the plan for the remainder of the year, which I is an awesome, exciting plan. And we've got a team together that's ready to do it. So Dick had a great idea. He wants to go into each individual item that we actually had on our plate and just give our overall thoughts on it. So, Dick, without further ado, since it was your idea, go for it with the main Texas Holy Grail. All right, so I'll, I'll jump into it, and and I'll, I'll preface this by saying I had I had lean, it's just what they cut. I also had the uh, the burn end, uh, but I had my my brisket um, was from the heart all the way through the burn end. So you got get that kind of like the lean, the flat, right? those big brisket people um i feel like we're starting with the one with the most opportunity here and i hate being that guy but if i had to give the brisket a grade i would give it a b to b plus um it's not what i went there for and i've definitely had better brisket um but it was good it was good uh i always say this I really do firmly believe that I can do, I personally have a good size smoker. I can do chicken at scale. I can do ribs at scale. I can do pork, pulled pork by at scale. I've never done a pork steak and we'll get into that. But brisket is so difficult to do at scale because it's so temperamental. It's the worst cut of beef you can finally do. But when you can do it right and you can do it perfect, it's typically on a small scale. When you're doing it on the scale that they're doing it, like the level of... uh, the level of difficulty is just like almost un- yeah exactly it's insurmountable at that point so i'll give it a b but that's i'm grading it against some of the best backyard barbecue i've ever had best backyard briskets what i consider the holy grail of texas barbecue um i, I really feel like it was a b so i, I it was a long explanation but that's where no I'm that's uh, warranted yeah. i have to call like i have to be careful when i tread on this there's, I'm going to give you a compliment and I'm going to give you an insult at the same time. If you don't, sure. I have told you this to your face. It is very difficult to try restaurant barbecue, even though Snows is obviously not your typical restaurant, because I have friends who make mouthwatering, delicious brisket, and you are one of them. I have mentioned the other two to you. So it's hard. It's very hard for me to pay, you know, if there's not the trip involved, if it's not the memories involved, it's hard for me to dish over the money for good brisket because I've had some of the best brisket from my friends. Now, with your opinion, I have to sit here and go, if Aaron Franklin was standing in front of me and you, and you had one gun 
one bullet, you'd use it on me because you love Aaron Franklin that much. I love okay. his barbecue that much, yeah. So, yes. So, I know that we had that, like, going against it, going over there. Uh, but the brisket, the first bites were just so, like, you saw me. One of the cooks came up to me and was trying to talk to me. I couldn't find the words to explain how happy I was. I literally mumbled, I can't talk right now. Uh, have I had better brisket? Yes, it's been for my close personal friends. Have I had better brisket at, a, at an establishment? No. And I will get into that when we get to the plan for the year. So for me, that brisket was an A. It was not an A+. plus. My friend's brisket that I've had, that they get to sit there with one piece of brisket, like you said, for 20 hours, do the cooler, all that. Those are the A pluses, and I don't know what kind of place would touch them. But that was some damn good brisket. Now, when I brought it to my wife, I think she suffers from the same thing as I do, as that she's had y'all's brisket, but she just puts it in a, she phrases it as, tastes like every other brisket to me. So when you say that, <laughs> when you say that like a like at a place like Snows, it's tough. But I, I thought it was delicious, and and yeah. and we won't we don't have it on the list. But that sauce, mm. sauce is pretty good. Yeah, oh, it was some good. of the better sauce I've had. It. Um, yes, I, I would say that if you if I racked and stacked that against ninety nine percent of the other briskets that I've had at an establishment, it's in the ninety that's in the second percentile, if you will. You know what I mean? Like yes. it's it's. I'll just say it. Franklin's brisket is the best brisket I've ever had. It's better than mine. What, and yeah. we'll get to that. But that's the one that I'm I'm saying it's not better. I've had I've had Luling City Market. I've had Blacks. I've had Smitty's. Um, I've had uh trying to think of the other place I've had. Um Chisholm but, Trail. Have you had Chisholm Trail? I have not had Chisholm Trail. But okay, these are all names that if you happen to be listening to us outside yeah. of Texas, these are not like if you go to Texas and you're like an it's hour not, away from these places, you go. Like, yeah, you go. So anyway, we'll leave it there. But we'll go to the next one. The ribs, the pork ribs specifically. I'm gonna let you go first on this. That's an A plus all day, man. I I pride myself on my ribs that I make. I think I make good ribs. Do I cheat? Yes, because you know the cooking mechanism that I use that I will not repeat until we get a sponsor by them. But the second I bit into those, you know, when you just buy something and you do the like, because I could do that now that we're on camera. Like, I did that. And then you put that dab of sauce on that bite. Those ribs were, and that was the one thing that when I took it to the wife, she was like, oh, oh. These are good. My God. My God. Those were good. Yeah. I would agree with you, like, the most part. The... This is where it gets really tricky for me because brisket's brisket. I believe there's one right way to do a brisket, unless you're doing a Jewish brisket, which is a whole different thing. It doesn't count. But ribs get really finicky with people. Like some people love wet ribs. Well, you, What's up? Well, are you you you're a beef or or pork? Oh, see, like my my favorite rib is a beef rib. See, and I think that's a Texas thing. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, I know it's a Texas thing. And then me and a person from Louisiana were having this conversation. You know, was there with that that Louisiana beautiful accent? Oh no, we we do the uh, we do the pork ribs, and I was like, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, Texas beef ribs are a Texas thing. Um, pork ribs, I love pork ribs, but that's where you get like 
People like wet ribs. People like dry rub ribs. They like, you know, Nashville style or Tennessee, whatever you want to say. Oh, They're Memphis like, style. I, but, but it's a lot of sauce. And I'm, that's not me. I'm a dry rib guy. I like to put a little bit of sauce on it when I want to, but I don't like it inherently wet, if you will. Now, inherent, I do make my ribs with a little bit of like wet sauce on it, but that's a whole other topic. All in all, I think these are some of the best dry rub ribs that I've ever had. Um, there's a few other spots that I would say are on par, um, but there was nothing negative to say. So I'll give it an A. Good. I, I, I enjoyed this. Uh, now, next item on the list, this was the one I was most looking forward to. You've had brisket. You've had ribs. I had never had a really good pork steak. Yeah, and me even either. The, even the lady serving, which she's uh, she's famous in her own right. And I just cannot think of her name right now. It was her birthday on the sign, I believe. She said, this is what we are like. We're known for the chicken and the pork steak. And I had seen a couple of videos where people had bitten into the pork steak and their face just explained it all. Yeah. My face I was had, that face. Ah, that was the thing that you looked at me and you were like, this is fucking good. Yeah. That was an A plus for me. I'm just going to jump. It, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. It was crispy. It was moist. It was A plus plus. Plus. I've never had one before. And like just overall, when you think about just like barbecue, it doesn't even come doesn't even come on the menu for mm-hmm. you. Like I was like, oh, beef ribs. Like most most Texas barbecue places do Saturday beef ribs. And they do one day a week. And I forgot that they did pork steak instead there. And I it's one of the better things I've ever had, man. I would honestly have pork steak before I would pork ribs. So essentially, and I could be wrong. This was from conversation that I had. It's essentially a pork chop. Yeah, amazing. But I mean, better. it was it was crispy, super burnt, fatty, but not ah. burnt. But the white moist meat, like it, kind of looked like turkey, but it, it was so marbly. Like when it when it cooled and when I brought it home, and you could actually see the fat in it. At times, where we're like, "This is a piece of fat. I'm going to eat." Like that's <laughs> that was the one thing that I ate the next day. Yeah. And it was like better. Yeah, I would agree. Because it sat there. And I am, so, that was like, that was the one thing that A plus, 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 plus. Yes. Um, chicken for me, I'll, I'll go with it like, dude, this is the best chicken I've ever had. Uh, I ha- I, I'll agree with it you. Maybe in the moment, there wasn't any left when I got home. Like all my, my family ate it. So I didn't get to have like a cold, like a second helping, but. So those were like the those were like the kick returners and the special teams. Of the yeah, yeah. The yeah. chicken, I'm 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 not like every chicken tastes the same, but this one was special. It was delicious, moist, very good. Not the same impact that the pork steak had on me. No, no, no. And then that that jalapeno sausage had a. Kick oh, I'd even put the it. sausage on here. It was. Yeah. It had a kick. So those two just like, and by the time we took a bite of everything, without even getting to the sides yet, like. Those just topped it. Like those were like a little bit more like worth it. Yep. Worth it. This was worth it. And then we get into the sides. So chicken, best chicken you ever had. I obviously mm-hmm. think it was an A plus chicken. Yep. The the uh, the jalapeno sausage was if you can hand it. This one had more kick than I've I've had jalapeno yes. sausage before. This one had a good kick to it, but it was very good. Probably the best jalapeno sausage I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, God dang it. What's the brand that you always grab at HEB? Uh, Kibasa? Uh, no, it's the other one. Doesn't I'll matter. think of it for next time. 
Uh, sides, that potato salad. Slovacic. What? what? Slovacic? No. I'll think of it. Okay. Um, that potato salad was some of the best potato salad. That was damn good potato salad. You're the one that made me get it. I was like, ah, yeah. And coming from an area like Corpus Christi, I love potato salad, man. You you're gonna meet some grandmammies and some <laughs> and theas and grandmas that they they cook some mean potato salad. I will say that. Yes. So I it actually has flavor. Yes. And that was what's so odd about it. Like yes. most barbecue so places don't. That's I, I believe. You know, you go to South Texas, it's going to be a mustard-based potato salad. This was oh, probably mayonnaise. not mayonnaise, but it was. I love mayonnaise-based potato salad. It was good. That was um, an A+. Plus. What I got to pick your brain on, though, and I didn't have any, is the banana pudding. That's another thing in Texas. You're going to have a lot of banana pudding. A lot of them are going to taste the same. A lot of them are going to be great. This was, this has had something. This had something special to it. It was very, very good. Brought That was the one thing the wife said, do not leave there without two cups of potato salad. I'm sorry, two cups of banana pudding. She devoured that the <laughs> second. She said that was good. Awesome. Um, but, Dan, the one thing, and we're going to have to go back, I didn't get the coleslaw. That was out of everything that – you know, I had on my list, and you know, she recommended in this. That was the one thing that we didn't get. I'm a picky coleslaw eater too, so yeah. Um, I'm actually thinking, I'm thinking about like going back in sometime in like June or July. So we'll have to talk about if we want to go again. But yeah, we will. Okay. Uh, all right. So overall, food was fantastic. Food yep. was great. We have a plan that we have put together. This is the year we've talked about this. One of my goals at the beginning of 2022, you make these new year plans, you got to follow through with them, was to read more and travel more, enjoy this great state that we live in, um, you know, and one of the ways to do that is barbecue. So we've come up with a game plan. There are three spots, because realistically, being a family member, working for the government, uh, and things like that. You can, you can come together and you can probably knock out three places a year. People devote more time, but, you know, we're, we're staying realistic. When we're retired, we will. Ah, yes. <clears throat> there is two other places that we will be getting in line for. We want to try. And the eventual goal at the end of the year is to rate the three places we went through because all three of these places have been ranked number one on Texas Monthly's top 50. Uh, this year's is it Goldies or Goldins? Goldies. Goldies. Are you familiar with it? I wasn't aware until I read the article this year. No, you sending it to me. It was the first time I'd seen it. Yeah. So but then I looked a, it up and I was like, oh, damn, that's doable. So I read the list and I happened to have met a friend of mine who's in Fort Worth. And, you know, he's he kind of had the whole like he's waiting for it to die down because it has just exploded since he got the number one rating. Uh, we're going to have to make a trip up to Fort Worth. We definitely have a place to stay. We have two places to stay, actually. Um, and we're going to give that. Th the good thing about these next two places is it's not just once a week. Snows is Saturdays. That's it. That's your chance. Uh, Goldie's is open more days during the week. And then the other one that I have to personally try, and, and Dick is – is hounding me. He's checking my calendar. We're, we're coming up with a game plan that will most likely be next on the list. Will be me getting in line 
to finally try the infamous Franklin's barbecue so I can see what the rave is about, see what Dick just worships, and then we can rate the three of them and see what our overall thoughts are. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what your thoughts are on Franklin's. I mean, I do literally idolize Aaron Franklin from his, his story. I've read his book, which is basically a book and then a cookbook. Um, and the way he started is just like the way I started, right? It was just find the cheapest pack of risk you could do. I won't even get into the whole thing. But where he's come now is just is so far beyond. I started drinking espresso. You know why? Because Aaron Franklin drinks espresso. That's the way he does it. And that's the way I'm a homebody like that. But um, Have I I'm, mentioned the Traeger coffee rub before? I, you just said that word that you said you weren't going to say, so I don't No, know that was a different about. company. Gotcha. Wink, 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 wink. Uh, Nobody can see you winking at that. Have you tried that rub? No. Oh, have you done a coffee rub before? No. Oh, go get you some of that. You will thank me later. Um, um, but yeah, Franklin's will be good. I, I do have to kind of like deviate a little bit, man. You, you pulled up gold. You brought up Goldie's. They do brisket, pork ribs, turkey, house sausage, jalapeno, and cheese sausage. So very, very straightforward Texas barbecue. There's no similar to snows. Uh, but they they don't do chicken. Most Texas places do turkey. And oh, that's what I mean. That's I dude, I love a good well, snow. Oh, snows had turkey. Did you get the turkey? Uh-uh. Snow turkey. Yes, they did. She oh, said shit. that's what we're known for is our chicken and oh no, 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 no. No. I no. might be wrong. You're wrong. They don't I think it was nah, okay. Okay, I swear maybe I could we both could be wrong, but anyway. But what I wanted to get to is a side I see that's different than what I've seen anywhere else. They have jalapeno cheese grits. Shit. That uh, sounds good, right? You're like the monkey from Zookeeper. Shit. Uh, <laughs> dude, I am a grit. You throw some shrimp. Shrimp grits and grits. Taste, yes. Grits taste like whatever you put in it. You put yeah. jelly in it, it tastes like jelly. You put butter in it, it tastes like butter. But if yeah. you throw some cheddar and some jalapeno sausage, it, oh, yeah. Dude, I wasn't a fan of grits until this year. Because every grit I've had before has been bad grit. You look like Carson Wentz. I'd expect you to be like a typical grits guy. But No, that's my wife. She's a grits gal. Nah, that's not surprising. She's a real gritter. Oh, got it. Uh, so, yeah, that's the plan. It's an awesome plan. Fort Worth is exciting. I've heard it's a cool town. I've, I, I've driven through it. Oh, man. No, I've really? Heard, I've heard Fort Worth is like as Texas. It can be. Can get. But you have to understand, I'm a guy who lived in Lubbock. Yeah. So is, it, is it different Texas or is it Texas, Texas? I mean, it depends where you're at in Fort Worth. That's one thing I like about it is because if you go downtown, it's very like downtown Houston, downtown San Antonio, very progressive, very much like, hey, there's some Gentrified. Gentrified speakeasies, you know, refurbished hotels. It's kind of it's it's uppity, right? That's that Fort Worth cattle money. But then you yeah. go over the stockyards, and that's different. That's that's a different that's area. Where there. Oh yeah, the stockyards. You got the stockyards, but then you go to uh, there's this place called uh, Mexican food restaurant called Joti Garcia's. Um, it's actually like pretty freaking cool. There they've got this whole outdoor area. They're usually packed, and you can get margaritas and wait outside because the hour the line's like an hour long every Saturday morning. Um, I like the only thing I like about Texas is the way that everybody else does mimosas. We do margaritas in the morning. Like, now what? Hold my beer. I'm gonna drink this margarita instead of mimosa. Love it. But anyway, uh, yeah, mimosas. Not a fan. Well, that's I love mimosas. I'm excited. And more. then we know you're an honorary Austin citizen. You were just there the other day. I'm excited. 
uh, I'm excited to do a you know family a life thing out of it. We're gonna go to Franklin's. We're gonna get in line. What time do you think we're gonna have to get to Franklin's at? I'd be there by. I would. My what we did last time was good. We got there the night before. Went to dinner. Um, and we got in line about six thirty. I'd probably get in line about five thirty or six. Shit. After after what we did is exactly. Snow, that's what I was like. Oh, nothing. nothing. Don't worry about it. That's nothing. You mean and I get to sleep? It's open multiple days, right? Yeah, it's on multiple days. Good deal. So that's what the barbecue plan. Uh, like I said, we usually hit whiskey up in the fourth round, but we just had an awesome trip. We've come up with a cool game plan, so we had to get into all that. But it is now time to get over that goal line. Let's do it, after, good brother. After we rate these delicious glasses that we've drank tonight. So as we get into the rating of our glass, would you like to do the honors first? Uh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. Hit me with price again. Hit me with overall thoughts and lay that rating on me, Dick. 80 bucks-ish. Uh, B plus. Um, overall, I think if you think about... I think if you think about... If you think about getting into something new, trying something different that's not on every shelf, uh, Penelope, I've had their stuff. It's, it's actually really good. Um there are other offerings. This is the first one I bought. I've had the others at the store. I like this because not only is it a 13 year, but it's, it's 130 proof, man. Like it doesn't drink like that. This is something that you pour to someone when they come over to the house. They're like, Oh, it's a 90 proof, uh, you know, MGP, maybe a high West something, you know, American whiskey kind of thing. No, it's, it's, it's a bit different than that. So it'll, uh, it'll get you crazy. What's up? Question. Yes. You were saying last time that the JD, uh, what's the super duper high proof? Uh, Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof. Yes, sir. That was the 100 and what was that? It's about 126 proof. Yeah. That was the highest one that you brought over for our tasting. Oh, no, 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 no. That was the. Um, Allocated famous one. No, that was the, that was the Koi Hill. That was almost yes. 138. Okay, so 138, this is 130. What? Yeah, 128. 128. You felt the 138 in the Koi Hill. Do you feel oh, yeah. that? You feel it in this one? No. But I mean, oh. even if you if you put this against the gold label, right? The Jack Daniels yeah. barrel proof single barrel. Mm-hmm. Now this sips so much lighter, so much like it, it doesn't even want to hit you. Where like Jack Daniels like says, Hey, I'm here. Yeah, I'm proud. Like, hey. I'm here to stay. You're gonna have a good night tonight. This one's like, hey. How you no, doing? No, I was like, I'm a Nacho Libra, your ass. Exactly. You won't, know, you won't see it coming. Mm. Uh, More like a John Cena. Stuff. What was your rating again there, John Wiener? I think uh, I said A minus, B plus, somewhere there. All right. Let me tell you what I got to say about this Blue Notes Crossroads right here. I don't know if that was a. Was that a Cocho? That was a Robert Johnson. Oh, okay. Playing the music. I'm not having, yeah. You're already appropriating yeah, one culture. I don't know if you should be doing two. God damn it. You're right. Okay. Um, okay, let me do a coach up. No, it was the, fine. Just keep going. No, damn it. <laughs> you're making me feel bad. Uh, <laughs> this is all staying in, so just keep going. No, cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it. Cut it. Um, so let me show this beautiful bottle again. We really got to get the Zoom situation figured out. Yep. Blue Nose Crossroads. 
I am giving Blue Notes Crossroads an A. I absolutely love it. Price point? $40. Really? I instantly sent this to a couple buddies and said, this is, sorry, spending a night freezing my ass off at a barbecue establishment doesn't make you feel more important. Um, (laughs) It's your idea. Like, this is again. This may be a new go-to for forty dollars. The nose is a little meh. It's still good, but the palette, the price, the bottle, the story, the thing they're doing at Blue Notes. Like this is a cool bottle to have. I love it. I want to get another one. Like the sweetness in the taste from the French oak barrels. Like I, I, I really do enjoy this bottle, and I'm glad that I got it because I was going to do that Yellowstone for tonight but tech had to go and almost lose to notre dame i was hating life i wasn't responding back to text yeah and then things turned around so to celebrate i killed that bottle of yellowstone nice um but no this was this is a good a bottle like go grab give it a try if if like typical bourbon taste is too harsh for you you want something a little sweeter give this a try and then another thing man it's in that 100 to 110. That sweet, your sweet spot. spot. Yeah. I mean, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed this bottle and I really like the things they're doing at, at Blue Notes Whiskey, man. It's pretty solid there, Kurt. Um, all right. So, but let's go ahead and get across that goal line. Um, we'll move into our, our closeout here. But before yeah. we get into all of our stereotypical stuff that we do every episode, I got to ask you, dude. How difficult is it to fight crime and court Batwoman at the same time? Uh, I was thinking more like if, like if Black Panther was uh, was also in the DC universe. Yeah, and he wore his necklace on his face. <laughs> I think that's what I got. I love it. On. I love it. Uh, it was it was interesting. Uh, we gave it a try. We're going to continue to stick with it. We're going to work through our flaws. Obviously, we're going to have some issues working out of the fading out of Zoom back and forth, holding really items, Zoom I, holding holding items up front. But you know, this could be our thing. If when you see the new logo that we post up, we're going to stick to it. We're going to roll with it. And hey, if it doesn't work, we'll try something different. That's what we've done this whole time. We've I think this is the it. fixed. I think this is the fix. You got to hold against your chest like this. Oh, there you go. You can see the no, yeah. We got you got to move your no, but just put it right in front of your face. That works best in so many ways because I don't have to see that Black Panther want to be bullshit on your face either. All right, there cool, you absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you know, Joe Rogan started out having his podcast uh, sponsored by the Flashlight, so we're gonna try things. You know, Man, maybe if we're we gonna, could get there, that'd be great. Yeah, with <laughs> these masks, we could be sponsored by like KY or something. Gim uh, <laughs> Saros. We're going to stick with it. We're going to roll with it. We enjoy wearing our products. We enjoy show, putting some type of faces. And I've had a blast. I have uh, I've got used to the mask over the, the episode. Yeah. I mean, I think and it takes worn it for the last three days. Gotta move so. it around a little bit, you know, stretch it out. It's like a new tennis shoe. There you go. Uh, we talked about the quarterback carousel. We talked about free agency and other moves that we've enjoyed. 
We've talked about our barbecue trip to Snows in Lexington, Texas. It is an absolute must and an absolute bucket list item that you have to do. We enjoyed it. We made some memories and we've actually developed a whole other plan of trying other barbecue places because of this trip. Uh, so it was awesome. It was fun. Uh, I've got to let Dick take over now and let you know all our social media outlets that you can get us on. And now, now you will see some faces on YouTube. All right. Well, Drammers, appreciate you listening today. A uh, big thing to remember is always hit us up on our website, first and foremost. That's 4-T-H-D-R-A-M-A-N-D-G-O-A-L. It's a mouthful to say, but fortramandgoal.com. Um, you can link there to our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, the whole nine yards. It has our email. You can drop in there, see all of our Instagram posts, and just shoot us a little candy email uh, cutout right there on the website. It comes right to our Gmail account at fortramandgoal.gmail.com. And most importantly, like, if you want to tell your friends about us, make sure you do so. Tell them you're seeing two Nacho Libre wannabe dudes, like, talking about whiskey with some great Zoom backgrounds, giving you our thoughts and hitting up with these awesome barbecue joints. But ultimately, if you just want to laugh at two dudes, like, talking about shit and, like, these guys are really doing this because one of them has two government jobs and 15 different baby mamas and the other one, I don't know what my backstory is anymore at this point. But you can't cross state lines. There you go. I'm I'm illegal in 47 of the 50 states. That's for sure. Exactly. Um, oh, 50 states plus the territories plus DC. Okay, that's what I was trying to say. Um, but make sure you're liking, subscribing to us on YouTube. Um, and then as far as the podcasting, make sure you're you're following us there. Apple Podcasts, Audible, Castbox, Postpads, Podcast Addict, Spotify. You name it, we're there. And if not, let us know. So, Kurt, I think with that, I've rambled enough. Um, we made enough uh, punny jokes, uh, but go ahead and hit us with the uh, quote of the episode, if you will. Thank you, Dick. This is my favorite part of the episode that I look forward to and I get to put together with my own little twist. After all the talk about the free agency trades and draft day picks and all the Cleveland Brown mistakes that sound like they're out of a movie, the only proper one I could think of was from Kevin Costner, a.k.a. Sonny Weaver Jr. from the movie Draft Day. And he said, Fonte Mack, no matter what. Meaning when you make a decision, stick with it, see what happens, live with it, die with it, roll with it. And RIP Chadwick Boseman, baby. We love you. We'll Peace call forever. To the next snap and the next dram. Drink on, drammers. Love you. <laughs>